Uh, welcome to the Earthy Bee webcast, and I am talking to my friend Pablo Ferrer, who is a clinical psychologist and mindfulness teacher. And today we are going to talk about loving kindness. Hi, Pablo. Hi, Becca. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am doing very well. Good. I am excited to talk to you about this. You said that you um, that there's some interesting research out about loving kindness, and so I wanted to to hear about that. And I um, I don't know much about this topic, so uh, I'm just going to let you explain what it's all about. And I mean, I can make my own assumptions about loving kindness, but I'll let you go for it. Yeah, sure. Um... So in the Pali tradition, or in the Pali language, in the Tibetan tradition, um, Pali is the, the language that uh, was, uh, that we have the oldest texts for um, kind of the translations of, of what the Buddha taught. And even though these were many, many centuries later, it's probably as close as we can get to the original. There is a word that is used um, called Metta, it's M-E-T-T-A, mm -hmm. um, and there's a basketball player by the name of Metta World Peace who used to be known as Ron Artest, uh, as you might have heard this word is there, oh. uh, and it's a, it's a virtue, it's considered a kind of a quality of, of being that we try to cultivate, Okay. Um, and it, it, it's interesting, because I think when I first heard it, I was like, oh, they're basically just saying you should be nice mm -hmm. um, yep that's what and... it sounds like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it totally does sound that way totally. uh, and, I, and it's not it, it's not quite that um and i i kind of have to, for myself to find nice as being more like polite you know like how we tend to you know say things that are um you know like if you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything at all kind of and I think, you know, so sometimes it can be kind of vapid or, you know, friendly, but not really very deep or meaningful. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so I think this is why that, you know, in, in the English translation has included this loving part to it. And it's kind of oftentimes written as a compound word. So it's loving kindness, like kind of all smushed together. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. to, to really give it a kind of a warmer quality. And I think friendliness is another good translation. Um, but it's, it's not just like a friendliness towards others, but also towards oneself and particularly towards one's experiences. Hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where it gets really pretty cool. Okay. Uh, yeah. Cause you know, we think about like your best friend, right? Like somebody who you really care about, who you love. It's really easy to just love them. Mm -hmm. Um, or if you don't have somebody like that in your life, it might be a pet, um, you know, like yeah. your dog, your dog can just do no wrong. They're, you know, the, the apple of your eye mm -hmm. uh, and you just have this like overwhelming feeling or sometimes very just warm feeling towards, towards this being, towards this creature. Yeah. And I feel like babies, you know, like when babies are, you know, sleeping and you're holding them, you just get this like feeling of like, oh my God, here's this little person who is so dependent on us as adults to take care of them and and you know you just you just feel so so much warmth and affection for them so it kind of has that quality to it yeah and what we do is is we you know we, we can cultivate that using meditation 
but then we apply it. And this is kind of where we talked about before, you know, the difference between mindfulness and meditation mm-hmm. or mindfulness is like the heavy lifting. It's like the work that we do with our, with our practice. Um, and the meditation is the practice. It's like the going to the gym, right? Yeah. So we can talk a little bit later about the loving kindness meditation, but loving kindness as a quality is something we bring to bear. We can bring to bear in all the things that we do. Um, so, uh, one, another way to think of it is like uh, doing things with a smile, right? Like a genuine smile, not a forced fake, you know, I'm smiling because, you know, that's the polite thing to do. But really appreciating the whatever happens to be here, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes I practice this. Um, I might be, I love to use traffic as a, you know, driving as a good example because you can do mindfulness really anywhere. You know, I might be in traffic, and a very common experience for me is like, oh, my God, why are all these cars here on the road? Why can't they just get off the road? <laughs> yep. Right? Yep, totally. So if I can soften that a little bit, and sometimes it, you have to start with just a little bit, right? You're not going to necessarily be as friendly as possible to every being on the planet. Um, that takes a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even for the Dalai Lama. Yeah. So... What I might do is I might look for a car that I can kind of like identify a little bit with. And so I see a minivan and I might think, oh, maybe they're bringing their kids to, uh, you know, they're bringing them home from a long day. And, you know, and I might just kind of wish them a, a you know, happy, peaceful evening. Right. And I can kind of start having this, this sense of like wishing something well for for others. Yeah. Uh, and so sometimes, you know, when people, I see them, you know, driving kind of angrily or they particularly upset me, I start my practice. And so I will just start saying, you know, may you be at peace as I wish to be at peace. Yeah, I love that. May you be free from judgment <laughs> as I wish to be free from judgment. When you're in traffic, you're like, I'm just frustrated with you and... Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. It just this gets is, bad. Uh, clean podcast because I won't say it verbally. <laughs> it's okay. You can say whatever you want. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I I got a little bit of road rage. You know, yeah. it happens. Totally. We so, all get it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, it sometimes it doesn't start off like, you know, so happy. You know, sometimes it's like, may you be free from judgment as I wish to be free from judgment. You know? Yeah. <laughs> may you be at peace as I wish to be at peace. Yeah. And that. And then, you know, I usually have like a standard set. One of the things that I say is, may you be safe as I wish to be safe. And for me, a lot of times that one gets me. Um, You know, I think about, you know, I don't want people to get hurt. And I don't want them to die. You know, I don't want them to be in a fiery car crash. And so then all of a sudden, I get something gets hooked somewhere, right? And all of a sudden, now I have just the, the tiniest little bit of compassion for this person who might have cut me off or pissed me off. And it really starts to shift. It really starts to change the whole story, you know, that I have going on in my mind. Yes. Okay. And is this the same thing? Does this sort of lead you into empathy or compassion? Um, I know that that's kind of one of the things that, that, that gets talked about a lot with mindfulness and kind of with the whole circle of, uh, what we're trying to develop here. Um, is that, similar yeah absolutely so this loving kindness is is oftentimes um 
compared and contrasted with compassion. Um, and, I've, and I've heard it uh, kind of described really well that, you know, loving kindness is this attitude that we cultivate, that we hold, that we, you know, have. But then when it meets pain, pain in others or pain in ourselves, or it meets some real, um, you know, difficulty, then because we've cultivated this loving compassion, or loving kindness, compassion can arise from that place, right? So, you know, I might be doing this loving kindness practice, you know, may you be safe, may you be free from judgment, may you be at peace, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm now sitting next to them, right? And I can see that there's a toddler screaming in the back, right? Whereas before, I might be judgmental, like, oh, what a terrible parent, you know, they're not even able to take care of their kid. Um, I might be able to now have a deeper understanding of like, oh, maybe this is why, maybe they didn't see me. Maybe it wasn't that they were out to get me. Maybe yeah. it was, you know, this other thing that was going on that, that was this supposed to be very hard for them, right? And I, and, the, and you can kind of keep going from that place, you know, and you, may, you might even start wishing this loving kindness to, towards this kid. Um, and you know, if you're really lucky, they'll look over and they'll see you and they'll, you'll have this goofy smile on your face. Um, and, uh, you know, I've taken to just kind of, you know, waving at people, you know, really gent- in a very gentle manner uh, when I drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it really seems to make a difference. Um, you know, when you hold your hand out very slowly as opposed to, you know, giving them the finger, um, <laughs> you know. You, you can see people relax, right? It's like they're reminded that they're also a person and, and that they, you know, uh, also don't want others to, you know, have harm come upon them in their right state of mind. Mm-hmm, exactly. And that that's hard to, for, it's easy to forget that. It's hard to remember that when you're in traffic and you're frustrated and you're late or it's been a long day or whatever it is. Exactly. Yeah, and that's and it always ties back to non-judgment. And yes. that's always yep. the hardest thing for me. And I know that that's where I need to work is the non-judgment. I know that I I feel like I I have an easy time kind of going into what you would call loving kindness or compassion. I feel like I'm a pretty compassionate person. But then somehow, and you're probably going to tell me that the opposite of compassion is non-judgment. I don't know. But non-judgment is, is, or, you know, or judgment. Judgment is really hard because I get into that space of of judging somebody. And judging them for being a bad driver or why are you driving so, you know, don't drive so fast or whatever it is. It's, it's the they're a bad person or whatever it is that this story sort of develops around who they are. And that's the space that I usually end up finding myself in. So that's the thing. How do you deal with judgment when you catch yourself in that moment of judging someone for being a, you know, being a a parent that has a kid that's screaming or someone's driving fast and you find yourself thinking that person's an idiot or whatever it is. Right. Or even the people that you love the most how do you, how, how can you deal with that through loving kindness? Yeah. So, um, I, I think it is a multi-step process. So you can either, if you've been cultivating a loving kindness practice, you might be just in a better place, um, to cope with that so that, you know, 
by 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 doing this process and by being softer and by having kind of having this um, this quality already built in, uh, it can act as a buffer. Uh, okay. And it can, you know, keep you from like jumping to that, and it can definitely affect your thinking. So more on that later. But okay. first, um, sometimes we're not there. I mean, oftentimes we're not there. So I think you're you're right about this non-judgment. You know, first we try to come into a neutral place, to just a place so where we can see how things are, um, okay. rather than like you know convince us as, you know we think positively or something. And that's a big mistake yeah. that, that we made in psychology in the 90s was, you know, it was like, oh, well, positive thinking. You just need to think happy thoughts and then you'll be yes. fine. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and that, and that, that, that doesn't that work. That drives me crazy. Totally. I know. That's the thing with positive thinking. I've, it always has driven me crazy because I'm like, I just, I feel like it, it doesn't help me. <laughs> Not yeah, when well, I'm in that space. Yeah. And more judgment's going to show up. Like, then it's like, why can't I think happy thoughts? So what's wrong mm -hmm. with me? Right? Mm -hmm. what, uh, what's wrong with them telling me that I think this way, you know? And, and so what we're, what we're just trying to do is, is rather than like replace the thoughts to see, you know, what's there, what's, what's, what's going on, right? Like what are we, what is really going on? Um, and to not add to anything yet, you know, we're not going to add any positive thinking, but we're also going to try not to add any negative thinking or at least mm -hmm. slow negative thinking down by not engaging with it or piling on or, or being like, oh, yeah, you know, that reminds me of this one time and that always happens to me and blah, 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 right? Yeah. So to not to create that, a story. Yeah, exactly. You know, just stop reading. Put the book down. Mm -hmm. And when we can start to see the, you know, the pattern, we can get some neutrality in there. Um, that, that's that non-judgmental space. And then oftentimes, although not always, um, we have a little bit more uh, space available to us to then make another choice. Now, we can keep going with the story, right? We can say, mm -hmm. nope, actually, I like this judgmental story. I'm going to stick to it. That's an option. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right? I mean, I've kind of thought that sometimes where I'm in a bit of yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to go with this right now. I just don't have it in me to you know, twist it around. But I know that that's not the right thing. I'm yeah. aware of that now. Well, but, yeah. but, but can we at least recognize that there was a pause, right? So yeah. there was a pause, that's a win. Um, you've taught me to pause. I feel like that's the thing. <laughs> that's what you've given me. You've given me the pause. All right. It's good. It's helpful. So from that pausing place, now I think that there becomes a real opportunity to to really add something because if we can really truly feel neutral now can we add a little sense of friendliness of kindness particularly towards ourselves right like when we're in a judgment spiral mm -hmm. um, you know can we soften can we you know ease into it uh, and the, the the loving kindness really gives you an opportunity to to shift your thinking entirely and so this is where the research has come in. They did this um, uh, loving-kindness meditation intervention. It was a randomized controlled study um, trial. So this is kind of the gold standard um, that we do in, in psychology when we're testing something. You know, we want to see if it really works. Um, you randomize the people who are getting the treatment. Um, and there's lots of ways to do that. And you compare them against, you know, other matched controls. Um, 
people who are like them, who are their age, who are their gender, all those kinds of factors. And then you see, okay, did the people who had the mindfulness um, intervention, how do they fare on these different things compared to these other folks who did not have it? Okay. Uh, and they did this particularly with people who were depressed and then who were practicing loving kindness meditation. So this is just this loving kindness meditation. Okay. And the way that it takes form is pretty simple. It's pretty straightforward. It, it, it oftentimes has this, you know, kind of quality. Or may I be? Um, so and you kind of just repeat that. So it might be, you know, may I be at peace? Uh, may I be free from judgment? May I be safe from harm? Uh, may I be filled with loving kindness? And then okay. you just, just repeat that again. And you can offer that to others. So you might think about somebody you know, that you care about, you might think about a, a child, you might say, you know, may you be safe. Mm-hmm. May you be free from harm. May you be free from suffering. May you be at peace. Right? May you be happy. Mm-hmm. And you just, you just do it again and again and again. That's pretty much all it is. But what happens is people start thinking about that stuff more. Okay. Uh, and these having this this wish for the people that they care about more and for themselves more and they start to relate to people um, in their lives as well as themselves differently and this had a significant statistically significant impact on people with you know mild to moderate depression so these are folks who are you know struggling with their thinking with you know being really stuck with this negativity mm-hmm. and just this practice started to get their brain thinking in a different way Interesting. And is this, is, so, I mean, I love this. I think that's great. Is this um, similar to a gratitude practice? Because when I, you know, it it seems sort of, I, that's been really my, that was my first practice was gratitude of just go through in your mind, you know, three things, 10 things, whatever it was. I think I started with three things of three things that I'm grateful for. And then throughout the day, if you're, you know, if you do that as a, an initial practice, then it sort of turns into a thing that you think about throughout the day. Like, Oh, I have to come up with my three things tonight. Oh, now I'm thankful for the leaves or I'm grateful for my daughter or for my husband or right. Sort of like that. So is that, is it, is there similarity? Hope did I lose you? I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? Sorry. Sorry. I lost you yeah, for no, a second. No, that's okay. Um, oh, so, yeah. So no, it was just, yeah, exactly. So is it similar to a gratitude practice in terms of listing off things where it's sort of like, may I be at peace? You know, same thing as like, yeah. I'm grateful for, you know, whatever. Yes. Yes, very much so. So I think this is kind of where the positive thinking wires got kind of crossed. Um, yeah, we are orienting our brain to, you know, attend to the things that, that are important to us, right? I don't want to say that are, like, happy or, you know, that are, like, nice, right? Like, that's that polite politeness thing, right? Like, I don't really care about that. Um, but there are things that I do care about very deeply. And so when we, you know, use this gratitude practice, yes, that's exactly what we're doing. We're looking at the things that are in our lives, um, that are there all the time, uh, and then we're giving them a little bit more attention. We're holding it in our mind longer. And when we do that, 
um, more of our neurons turn on uh, and more of our brain engages. Uh, and it starts to have, you know, these associations with these things that are important to us um, start to show up in other places. So um, for me, like, you know, I do this loving kindness practice pretty often. Uh, I try to do it every day and, and multiple times a day. And it doesn't take very long. It can just be a minute, sometimes less. Um, mm-hmm. it, can be, it can be very involved if you want it to be. Um, and I've taken to doing it before bedtime. And a number of times what's happened to me is I will literally wake up in the middle of the night and my brain is doing it like on its own. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Okay. It's a trip. Uh, yeah. And, you know, sometimes, you know, we wake up in the middle of the night and you get kind of this like frustration of like, oh, like I'm so awake. Why is this happening? Or all oh, my neck hurts or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and this happened to me in a particularly, uh, uh, I was having a lot of like upper back pain or whatever. Uh, and I woke up because of that pain. And instantly my brain was already saying nice things to me. <laughs> it oh. was like, and, and through that, my body then was able to relax. I could approach the pain differently. I could, rather than having the story of like, this always happens, it was, it was different. It was really like, okay, well, there's, there's pain here. And how can I free myself from that pain? How can I ease my shoulder, you know? And so one of the things that showed up was, may you be at ease, right? May I be at ease. And that word was like, I said it and my muscles just like melted. And I kid you not, Becca, like, I think I fell asleep within five seconds. Wow. That's, I mean, that sounds like a really powerful practice. And I can imagine that that would, I actually can imagine that that works because there's been times that I fall asleep and when you wake up, then it, the same thought that you fell asleep with is kind of there when you wake up again. Exactly. Yeah. And there's a bunch of reasons for that. There's something called non-REM sleep or sometimes called slow wave sleep. Uh, And one of the things that's occurring in the slow wave sleep is we're repeating the things that we've done throughout our day. So if you were practicing piano and you, or guitar and you had a little lick and you're really struggling with it, um, your brain will literally do that in slow motion during this non-REM sleep stage. Hmm. Um, and so when we practice, you know, this is one of the reasons I practice before bed is I'm taking advantage of this slow wave sleep um, as a way to kind of build this up so that it starts to propagate in my mind as a pattern. Um, and like, it's cool because your brain will do a lot of this work for you without you really having to like work too hard. Yeah. Um, so it's a little bit of a cheat, but I yeah. strongly, I strongly recommend it. Yeah. yeah it, totally, it totally works. Right. So wow, uh, fascinating. I, I suggest doing this over, you know, <laughs> reading the news. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know that's the thing is you want to read something positive or yeah, exactly. Try not to dwell on the, the negatives before bed. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and then, so did I lose you? No, I'm here. Oh, okay. There we go. Um, all right. So should we wrap it up for today and talk again another day uh, and expand on this a little bit more? Yeah, I think that would be great. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you, Pablo. This is great. You were very insightful as always. Um, I'm going to do my, uh, my loving kindness meditation before bed and we'll see what, what comes up. Yeah, let's give a let's give a little loving kindness to your listeners. So what might be some things that you wish for them? Well, I would wish for peace 
for everyone out there for you and your family and all the children. It's usually my wish for peace. So uh, let's let's uh, let's send a little let's send a little loving kindness out. So let's let's practice. Um, okay. So just take a deep breath, and if you're listening along, you can take a deep breath wherever you are. You don't have to close your eyes if you don't want to. Okay. And just accept these uh, these wishes from me and Becca. May you be at peace. May you be free from suffering. May you be at ease. May you be filled with loving kindness. May you be at peace. May you be free from suffering. May you be at ease. May you be filled with loving kindness. Ding. <laughs> Ding! Nice. Yeah, I like your bell. Awesome. All right, Becca. That's beautiful. Thank you, Pablo. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Let's do it again soon. Let's do it again soon. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Okay. You too. Bye.